Good evening, spooky family, and welcome to Scream Pod, the world's very first Hollow Scream focused podcast. Here, a group of haunt fans discuss event announcements, deep dives into haunted house lore, seasonal strategies, and much more. So let's get this witching hour started and talk all things Hollow Scream. <laughs> Welcome back to Scream Pod. I am so excited to get into it this week. I am Christy. I'm Jeremiah. And today we are going back home to where it all started, Hollow Scream Tampa, because this last week we learned the entire event. Yeah. We learned both Tampa and Orlando, but today we're talking about Tampa. Might get into Orlando later, but we'll see. See if we have time. Depends on how much we talk about. Yep. Yeah, that's true. That's true. If not, it'll be an episode on its own. Exactly. Exactly. But there's definitely a lot to get into. We know houses, zones, shows. What do you want to discuss first? Um, I guess let's just like work our way um, to the newer stuff so we can do the houses first because we pretty much have already kind of talked about all those already. Um, they announced the newest house first. Um, so we can let's let's do houses, then we can do scare zones, then we'll get into the new stuff that we know about, like the shows and all that. Sounds good to me. Go ahead and take it away with the first house. Cool. Well, the first house was obviously the uh, newest house, D.H. Bagham's Circus of Fear. Uh, so that is the only new, brand new house that is returning to the event this year uh, that is replacing Deathwater Bayou. So it's going to be in that um, house location, which... Uh, is going to be kind of unfortunate. I only say that because it's right at the front of the park, so it's going to be busy as hell. So I would recommend, and I will mention this in another future episode too, but I'm probably going to skip that one until later on in the night. Yeah, that's a good strategy. I also don't like doing houses like when it's still daylight outside. So I try to wait till it gets darker to do all those. Yeah, I this is going to be a, a weird location for it, only because I was kind of hoping that there would be like a grand facade that was visible from more of the park. I know in this location there could be a facade, but it's not really going to be visible until you're basically all the way through the line. Correct. Yeah. They'll probably they'll have a sign for it out like they did with Death Order Bayou, but the facade is still going to be pretty cool. So, it'll it'll still have its kind of grand, you know, look. You just won't be able to see it from like, you know, I guess guest view because technically you're walking back into a a, a non-guest area to get to the house. So it'll be covered up by a bunch of bushes and trees and stuff, but they'll still have a sign for it, I'm sure. Just right where Deathwater Bayou is, or used to be. Awesome. And we do have our very first episode. We did, like, not really a deep dive, but kind of a mini investigation into D.H. Bagum and, you know, your theory specifically about who he might be and where his Circus of Fear came from. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So definitely go listen to our, our first episode if you're more interested in, I guess, more of a description of D.H. Bagham and, and where he might be from. And, you know, he's it's technically not his first, like, appearance at the event. So, yeah, it's a pretty good episode. We will, I will put that link in the show notes so that if any of you are interested, you can go back and, and listen. Yeah. What's next? What, what, what house we got next? Oh, uh, next we have Stranglewood Estate. The One of the greatest. Actually, yes, it's so good. Yes, yes. 
Yeah, and that one we also did a like a real deep dive in too. So I'll I'll definitely link to that in the show notes too. We did. Look at us. We're killing it. <laughs> <laughs> killing it with the HOS content. Look at that. Exactly. Exactly. I'm hoping. I'm. I'm really hoping that this was like obviously if people have listened, they know Forgotten's my favorite house of all time ever. But Stranglewood is also really good. I really enjoyed it last year. Uh, I'm hoping one of the effects that was supposed to be in the house is fixed and gets put in the house because I would love to see it. Uh, but I'm excited to go through it again to see if anything's changed. Yeah. Yeah, I'm really excited to go through this house again, too. I'm hoping that they um, maybe even put in some of the effects that were maybe originally planned that didn't get all the way put in that yeah. we discussed in that deep dive episode. So I'm excited to see this one. I also wanted back. to actually like try to figure out the story as I go through. That's a, that's yeah. I want to work on that this year. I'm going to start like actually just kind of paying attention to the story of the houses instead of looking at the effects because I, I very much are like, a, ooh, look at this. Ooh, look at that. Like, how did they do this? How did this get built kind of person? And don't focus on the story. This year, I'm going to change that. Gotta, I got I to gotta pay attention to the story. Yeah, yeah. I'll be excited to see like what we can figure out. You know, Now that we've done these deep dives into Stranglewood and I'm sure we'll do one for the other returning houses, um, it'll be cool to see like how the deep dive affects our interpretation of the house for sure. I agree. So what's coming next? So after Stranglewood, I don't think this is the order they were announced in, but I'm kind of just going off base of, of what I know. But uh, another returning house is Witch of the Woods. Woohoo! Yeah. I, uh, I, I love the location of Witch of the Woods. I hope stuff gets changed. Like, I hope there's like a... Because I, I don't think it got like an announced with like a retheme or like a, uh, a revamp or anything like that. So I hope it's not the exact same house, but I'm so excited to go through it. There's a lot of like small um, details in that house too that I kind of started to notice towards the end of the year last year that I didn't like catch on to. And they always like add stuff to all the houses throughout the season too. So I'm excited to see if anything else was added that I haven't caught yet. I'm excited to do some more research on this one because this one like, like Stranglewood, I got a little bit of the story going through it. Um, the residence, you know, was a little bit like it, I felt like I could get a little bit. The forgotten, I could get a little bit. I could not get any from Witch of the Woods, so I'm really excited to dive more into this. Yeah, and it's also why well, we figured this out—the only trademarked house for some reason. Yeah, I want to figure that out. <laughs> I'm just so invested in that. I don't know why it's like the only trademarked, like haunted house name. Why isn't it trademarked on the Tampa website, but it is on the Virginia website? You know, that's a good question. You're right. <laughs> Maybe they're the ones that have the trademark then and Tampa doesn't. And then why? Yeah, I don't know. I have to go look at all the trademarks and see if anything else is new. Yeah. Anyways, we're getting off topic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Man, I'm excited to see Witch of the Woods. Um, we're also getting the residence home for the holidays will return. Yes. Uh, which, yeah, which is such a cool Christmas theme house. My favorite version of that house by far. I never saw the original version. So what... Is it just the Christmas overlay or what makes this version better than the previous one? I think the Christmas overlay, it okay. kind of made more sense uh, for me. Uh, I just kind of also enjoyed it more because uh, it's like not necessarily like a, it's not like happy Christmas, obviously. It's like real kind of dirty and gruesome, especially with like, you know, nasty Santa. I'm going to yeah. hashtag nasty Santa, you know, <laughs> it's pretty great. And like all the small little like, because uh, I mentioned this whenever they had, uh, you, Harry went to the behind the scenes thing that they did um during the like halfway to christmas thing for the residents um like the little lights on tour they have all these little hidden like elf elf on the shelf 
elves all throughout the house and each of them are kind of like gruesome and it's pretty funny like one of them was holding like a beer and they have a bunch of like just kind of like funny elf on the shelves everywhere that you can kind of like look out for so i'm excited to go through and see if i can find all of them absolutely absolutely and what's the what's the last house we're expecting last house is the greatest house in existence (laughs) the forgotten but it is now the forgotten uprising it is uh a year after i guess the events of last season uh, and it says that it's reimagined, so I assume there's probably some new scenes or some new effects that we can expect in the house. I'm very excited. And I uh, also would love the chance to sit on the throne, throwing that out there. Again, you know, if anyone listening wants to just, you know, make that happen, just let me know. Come on, Bush Gardens. <laughs> I just want to sit on the throne so bad. Uh-huh. They hope. I hope they didn't change the throne room. That's what I'd be scared of. Do you think that's a possibility? Absolutely not. I won't allow it. No, there you go. It didn't happen. <laughs> We're manifesting... That it didn't happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so those are the houses. We're expecting five, or well, not we're expecting, there will be five haunted houses at Bush Gardens, Hollow Scream in Tampa, D.H. Bagham Circus of Fear, Stranglewood Estate, The Residence Home for the Holidays, Witch of the Woods, and The Forgotten Uprising. And then there are one, two, three, four, five scare zones coming as well to Bush Gardens Tampa for Hollow Scream. Do you want to talk about the first new one that we have coming? Yeah, the first new one um, is the Sin City Zombies. It is a zombie-themed um, Vegas, sorry, a, a, a Vegas zombie-themed scare zone um, that is going to be, uh, I don't, I can't, I can never remember the name of the exact area of the park, but it's right by the drop of Cheetah Hunt where Beyond the Veil was last season. Uh, it's going to be there. They have some props out for that um, zone already. It looks like it's like a like a pink and blue motel on one set on one end. So I think it's all that's out there now still. So I'm excited to see what other props they have out there. And um, yeah, it seems pretty cool. I expect there to be obviously an Elvis character because that was like one of their main promotional um, images. But I'm sure there's going to be other famous Vegas people who have had residencies there, I would assume. Maybe uh, I- I'm really hoping for Carrot Top. I know I mentioned it before. <laughs> I want like a zombie carrot top with like a little prop and everything. It'd be hilarious. Celine Dion. Ooh, another good one. Yeah. There you go. Uh, Adele is there right now. Oh, is she? Zombie Adele. Yes. Oh, <laughs> I did not know that. Oh, that's right. You know what? That makes sense because I saw a billboard when I was there. That totally makes sense now. There you go. There you go. Um, yeah. And you know, I know you mentioned probably a couple episodes ago that the pink and blue kind of motel looking thing. It's and for me too. It wasn't quite what I was expecting. Yeah, I I, I wasn't definitely like I don't know, like I guess what their um I guess main theme plan was. I was expecting like there to be casino games and um like slot machines, all that kind of stuff, like kind of scrambled throughout, and maybe like a, a poker table or something like that, kind of like a casino floor or you know something of that nature. But or maybe like a stage, even you know, have like a, a zombie performer, you know, out there. Yeah. That'd be cool. Yeah, yeah, I was I was a little surprised too, especially when um when we saw well, I haven't seen it in person, but when I saw the pictures of it, um, but I know like like both of us like independently took recent trips to Vegas. I just got back this morning, and I know when I was driving around, well, I wasn't driving, but when my Uber driver was driving around some of the like more residential parts of Vegas, I saw like some motels not even really residential just like right off the strip there were some motels that i looked at and i was like 
You know, okay, I kind of see where they're going now. That looks a lot more like the pink and blue motel building yeah. that we're seeing in Busch Gardens. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, I wonder if it's going to be less the Las Vegas Strip and more the grittier parts of Vegas. That could make sense because, yeah, I mean, there's a, a bunch of, like, even, like, further on down the Strip, like, towards the end of the Strip, there's kind of, like, those motels that have that similar um, look to it also. Yeah. I'm also surprised that we haven't seen, like, a, a Las Vegas sign yet either. I wonder if they're... They just haven't put it out yet or if they're like not allowed to do that maybe. But I was kind of hoping for like a Las Vegas sign. I wonder if they're not allowed to do it or maybe they have to like change it so that it's like the same colors and the same basic idea. But maybe yeah. it's not quite. Yeah, not quite. the. Vegas know, is Las Vegas sign. trademark? Can you trademark a <laughs> <laughs> like a city? Like how does that work? I obviously don't know how trademarks work since I don't <laughs> since like I didn't know you could trademark something in Virginia and not in Florida. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Also, I would love to see Zombie Curse Angel. Oh, that would be cool. <laughs> I just that also just popped in my head. It'd be kind of cool. But that one was also cut. That like scare zone is also pretty close to the front of the park as well. So if you like, you enter in the park and you have DH Bagums that is basically gonna be right in front of you, and you turn right, Sin City Zombies will be the first scare zone that you run into once you get to Cheetah Hunt. So I would also like to mention, uh, you know, you said there was five scare zones. It is less than what we had the previous year, so it's slightly unfortunate um but at least we have some new scare zones to be uh looking forward to so yeah because what's what's missing we have the shadows in the shadows yeah in the shadows was replaced by beyond the veil um so we didn't technically lose that location the two locations we did lose were skeleton crew which was back in jungala down by the chick-fil-a uh we lost voodoo which was um in between like right in front of like the santa's house location Oh, okay. Yep. By the train yeah, station. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, they still have the wicker thing out there, so I hope they kind of keep that because it was kind of cool. But I don't know if they'll... They're obviously not going to put any other props out or anything like that, so... Well, I'm definitely excited to see Sin City Zombies and see what they do with that. Um, and, you know, you mentioned two new scare zones. We also have Big Ed's Demolition Derby um, that is coming as well. That'll be a new scare zone. That is over by the bumper cars, if I'm not mistaken. That is the bumper cars. Oh, it is the bumper cars. It is the bumper cars, correct. They'll still have like the little area outside of it as well. But yeah, it's going to be in the... It's So there's no longer the Crash Chest Clowns. It is being replaced by Big Ed's Demolition Derby. Okay, that'll be interesting. And what I assume would happen is there's going to be a bunch of different, I guess, uh, Demolition Derby teams. They'll kind of like battle it out inside of the, the, the ride area. And then... I guess whoever loses get kicked gets kicked out, and then they go off and scare outside, and then you'll have two different like a bunch of different teams everywhere, kind of just one team inside the the ride, so you can like play demolition derby with them, and then the other teams outside scaring people. Awesome! I love that they do stuff like this in Bush Gardens, Tampa. I think that is so unique that's a and cool. Very great. Whoever thought of that's a genius. Yeah. If I'm being honest, I would have never thought of that. Like just the crash chest, like clowns, and when they did that was a smart idea. But this is like. Like a whole nother level. This is so cool. I'm excited to see their costumes because the the, the promo- promotional photo looks really, really cool. It's like a very like Mad Max style like demolition derby team looking. So I'm excited to see what kind of um like makeup and, and, and costumes we get out of that scare zone. Absolutely. Absolutely. And what else is coming? So those are all the new scare zones. Uh, the next one that we'll have, and I guess we're kind of like making this a uh, little journey to through the the right side of the park over to the left side uh in order 
uh, you're going to have Raven's Mill, which is one of my favorite zones from last season. Um, it's kind of like a it's like a bunch of scarecrows and very um, old, like you know, barn, like old school, like '70s barn kind of looking. You know, like you're about to get murdered by Leatherface or something. Has that that vibe to it? It definitely does. And there was like a lot of gory props in there too, right? Yeah. I was also just thinking they should put they they should totally put a cornfield in there and but then I realized the whole like maybe not the best idea to put a real cornfield in because of the curse. I know Hornites has the curse, but Oh yeah. To, yeah. <laughs> and with the way the storms are looking, it's not looking good. <laughs> so Hey, I had to go to Nevada to get my first hurricane this season, so Oh, there you go. <laughs> But yeah, Ravensville. Have you you went through Ravensville last year? Yeah, I did. I did, and I didn't like. I only went through it once, like uh, like passing through. But it was a really cool zone. There were a lot of. It was like surprising how detailed it was in that area. Like I'm not used to it being so detailed in that area. It was really cool. Yeah, and they had like this giant windmill that was like that like worked. It was like a working, you know, spinning windmill. It was really really cool. And last time I went, it wasn't put up yet. So I'm, I'm hoping it didn't get taken away and they just haven't put it up yet. But that was like one of my favorite parts of that zone, just being able to like look up and see that. And I have this like, I actually got this really cool shot of uh, like the windmill with like the moon in the background. It's really cool. So it makes for great photography shots for all the photographers out there. I like to take photos at haunts and stuff. Nice. So hopefully it's back, but. Well, the next zone that we're expecting, um, I'm really excited to see it come back, and that's Beyond the Veil, which is where you had like a lot of the black light fantasy characters like fairies and orcs and stuff from last year, and this is where there were the fog bubbles, yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah, one on each end of the of the zone. I actually like, so this, I mentioned it earlier, this zone is replacing uh, In the Shadows which I think is a fantastic idea because of how dark that area gets, uh, right? When, like, it's basically in front of the Sesame Street area for those that don't know where the um, In the Shadows was last season. Um, it's right in front of Sesame Street, which that area is, gets insanely dark, so it's going to make all these, like, black light colors and just the feel of this zone even better. Yeah. And I already, like, love the whole black light vibe, you know? So, like... For me, this is, like, perfect. I want to spend so much time. And not only that, but it got extended. So, like, there's a lot more props out there than what there were last season. It's a lot bigger than what it was last season. So I'm excited. That was going to be my next question was, are they taking the opportunity to extend it? Oh, absolutely. It is literally from the start of Sesame Street to the end of it. Oh, that's going to be so amazing. Yeah. And last time they had um, they had a bungee in that zone. And Sesame Street already has kind of like its own bun- bungee location. So um, there might be a bungee in that zone again, too. Oh, that is so cool. I'm really excited to see this zone again. That was definitely the most memorable zone from my like quick trip last year. So I'm really excited to see to like spend more time in that zone and like get to know get to know the landscape a little better. It was very um it was very much like Hollow Scream's version of like a selfie zone at Horror Nights. You know what I mean? Yes. Like everyone was there taking photos. Even their props are like full of just like this vibrant plant life and colors. And it wasn't like, I want to say it wasn't scary because it could still be very scary. But like it was just so cool to be inside of. And it was just a giant like everyone was just taking pictures and it's really cool. So 
Yeah. I'm excited for it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then we have uh, one more zone. Do you want to go ahead and tell us about that one that's coming? Yeah, the last one uh, is actually one that people tend to like kind of bypass and don't even realize is there. It's just called the Junkyard, which is at the very front of the park as well. Uh, so if you, like, you walk into the park, instead of going to the right, if you make a left, first thing you're going to run into is the Junkyard. And it's in the old Marrakesh Theater um, area. And what's really cool about the Junkyard is that it's kind of like its own little uh, trail rather than a scare zone. It's a bunch of old props and stuff from old uh, Hollow Scream houses and scare zones. Uh, also kind of has its own like Mad Max, like rustic uh like feel to it love this zone i love the zone location and literally every time i go in there i always see something new that i haven't seen before and um like there's just there's just so much stuff that you can like you can walk through that zone a million times and literally you'll find something new every single time you go through it which is even smarter because as you go through it when you're looking around at all this new stuff people jump out and scare you when you're not paying attention (laughs) Uh, i'm so excited to see the junkyard again um and this was the junkyard debuted in 2020, right? When they were doing the super detailed zones in lieu of the houses. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Are any of these other zones from 2020? Um, actually, yes. And the, I, I now I'm just realizing this. Uh, it's one that's not even on the website. Um, oh. uh, it's the shortcut. Oh, that's gonna be a thing. Yes. Yes. It has oh. also changed locations as well. So what's the shortcut? So the shortcut was the one that's like. It has like all those nuns and the, like the cemetery and the uh, like burned down like um, I think it was a schoolyard. It's like a it's a reused prop from class deceased from like uh, a few years prior to uh, shortcuts years, but um, it got moved to just before Stan. It's like between Stanleyville and Jungala, so where the entrance to that sky ride is, uh, where they they used to have the shortcut at the Skyride Bypass. That's where it was during COVID. So it's in front of that Skyride Bypass, but now it's like in between the boardwalk and then like right before you get to the boardwalk of Flume. That makes any sense. Okay. So it's it seems like it's a lot smaller, um, but it is there also. I can't believe, one, I can't believe I forgot about that. Two, I'm surprised it's not even on the, the website. I am super excited about an extended Beyond the Veil. I'm super excited about the Junkyard. Um... I think this is a pretty good zone lineup. I think Sin City Zombies will be interesting, too. I'm excited for the photos that I'm going to get and the videos that I'm going to get, yeah. honestly. <laughs> Especially with Vegas. I would assume it's going to be very bright, too, which is fantastic for me. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Well, those are the zones. So we've got our five houses or five zones. Um, we also learned, though, that there's going to be a smattering of shows. Don't even know. There's going to be, what, four shows, I think? Uh... I mean, technically, yes. Actually, I, technically five. Okay. Well, I take that back. I think one of them isn't technically a show, but it's under the entertainment and show like um, tab, I guess we can say. Got it. Got it. Well, um, first we have Rock the Grave, which we've never talked about before. So I'll go ahead and read the um, description here on the website. But it's an all-new show this year. This is the one that's replacing Fiends, right? It is, and I'm very excited to talk about this, so I'm glad we're doing this first. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, the um, 
The description is explosive, high-energy live stage show that merges the worlds of alternative and classic rock and pop hits into an unforgettable experience. Tell me your thoughts on this, Jeremiah. <sighs> All right. So I was a huge fan of Fiends. So I am very, very sad that Fiends is gone. Um, like, I, I feel like people are very, like, 50-50 with it. A lot of people were ready for it to go. I mean, it's been at the event literally since the event started. Um, and it hasn't really changed much, but I feel like that's what I liked about it was the fact that it like, you, you kind of like went into fiends knowing what you were going to get. And what was really exciting was it like, it was, it was the same structure. Like it was kind of the same outline every year, but the jokes were always different and it was kind of exciting. And one of the things about that show is they would joke about stuff that happened in pop culture and the uh, months previous throughout the year. So it was always fun to kind of like just wonder what jokes they were going to bring up this time for this show. You know what I mean? And they would change like the, the, the I guess, theme of the show from time to time. But that's what I always loved about that show. So I'm very sad that it's gone. I also loved the music in that show. Uh, I loved the nurses in the show. <laughs> I can love the naughty nurses. I hope they're still around at least, you know, it was just fun. And then like at the end of the show, you got to like do the time warp. That was like the best part. The intro of the show was amazing from going from the Lost Boys into Feed My Frankenstein. It was just such a good time. So I'm very sad that it's like it's gone. However, I can see that there's potential in Rock the Grave and I can see that if it is as high energy as the description says, I can see it being like, you know, fun and I can see it being a good replacement for Fiends. So I'm excited for it. I'm excited to at least see it. But I am still sad that Fiends is gone. Yeah, yeah. And I know you're not alone. I know Fiends had quite the following. Well, a lot of people, too, didn't even realize that it was not coming back. They they basically announced it, but obviously people don't, um, you know, they're not invested into Hollow Scream like a lot of us are. And, uh, so I already knew that it wasn't coming back. But still, you know, there was always that like, little glimmer of hope that it might come back anyways. Because it was supposed to end like two years ago. Uh, and then it ended up not ending because of COVID. And then they brought it back for another year after COVID. But then, so now it's finally, you know, it's time to go. So I was hoping I was going to make it to the 25th anniversary, but I guess not. Do you know, because it sounds like Rock the Grave is basically a concert. Is there any storyline to this? Not that I'm aware of. Okay. Yeah, I don't, I don't really know too much about the show. I, I have a feeling it's going to be similar to something that is at Six Flags uh, Fright Fest. Oh, I can't remember okay. the name of that of the show, but I, I I just I have a feeling it's gonna be something that's very similar to that. It seemed cool. I've seen clips of it. I don't think I ever like watched a full thing, full like video of it, but it was also like a long time ago. I don't really remember too much of it, but uh, yeah, I, I it has potential. So I'm excited to see it. I don't know if I'll watch it right away the first night, but I'll definitely see it at some point, and I'm sure I'll enjoy it. And then, um, what is the second show that we're expecting? A returning favorite. So the second one is Cirque Scream. And I, one thing that people don't also realize about this show is uh, it, it, may, it might change this season. I'm not sure. But they only have one show a night for Cirque Scream during HOS. And it's literally 30 minutes after the event opens. It starts at 730. What? And then like that's it. So they'll do like I think they I don't know if they do it uh they do it during the day. It's like a five. I know there's a five o'clock uh, circuit scream show 
um, before the park closes for regular guests, and then one at 7.30. I don't know if there's one earlier than that, because normally their shows are 3, 5, and 7. But with Circuit Scream, it might be different. But if you want to see Circuit Scream, make sure that is the first thing that you do. If you're really, really like adamant about seeing it, make sure it's the first thing that you do when you get to the event, because there's literally only going to be that one 7.30 show. That's how it was the last two seasons. Hopefully it's changed and they might, they might add more, but uh, I, I'm not too sure. So just in case, get there early. <laughs> That's really good advice. because I'm sure a lot of people either miss it, like they assume there's going to be later shows, or they don't even know that it's a thing before the show's over. Yeah, and part of that, I think, is because of how the queue line for The Forgotten works. Um, I was, this past season, I was partially um in charge of like kind of designing the queue line because we changed it last year um and how it works or how it was last season it like kind of blocks one of the exits to that theater so if you had a later show especially if it was like around nine ten o'clock it would just be a giant cluster of people and it wouldn't be very safe so i think that's another reason why they only have that one seven thirty shows because they have to have that room in between tigris and the theater for the queue line, the overflow queue for the forgotten. Okay. Got it. Mm. And I mean, that's another thing, which I was also going to talk about in our, you know, in a, in a future episode, but I'll just go ahead and mention it now. That whole area becomes like a one way. And that's like a, you have to like, in order to, to get to um, like smokehouse area, those stairs, you have to go, you can't like do that little bypass between tigers and uh, the theater, you have to go like around by where Sheikr is and then go like under the Sheikr splash zone to get to that area and like vice versa. Oh, man. Yeah, it's it's kind of annoying. Have you seen the show, Circuit Scream? Uh, I have not, actually. I've always like meant to. Uh, last season, it was kind of hard for me to do that because I was kind of just really focused on doing other things. But uh, this year, I'm definitely going to see it. I am going to get a lot of photos for it. So um, I'll probably see it. A few times. Awesome. And what else is coming? In Dragonfire Grill. Um, last season, there was uh, the show 5050. Uh, it seems like that show is not coming back this year. Uh, it, it did end up getting moved over to Dragonfire Theater um, after the hurricane. Uh, but the Rolling Bones will now be at Dragonfire. They were there last season, too. But I think they're going to be the only things uh, at Dragonfire Grill, which is kind of like this, uh, the, this band that plays... Um, some cover songs that are dressed up as like skeletons and they have like glowing instruments and stuff. It's pretty cool. Great band, by oh, the way. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, they do a really good job. And okay, so I know we're talking about the current events, but what was 5050? I've heard that name several times, but I never saw the show. Um, So the show was this guy, uh, I think if, if I remember correctly, his name was Charlie and he had his assistant, Hannah, and he would um, grab people from the crowd to play a game called 50-50 where they had pick one thing over the other um, and then whatever they picked, like something would happen basically. Um, but really how it worked is all the people that they picked in the crowds uh, were plants. So they were all people that worked at the park. So then they would pick, pick a certain door and then a, a character from that season would come out, kill them and take them away or whatever. Um, and then like they'd go down the line and all that kind of stuff. Oh my gosh, that sounds like such a cool show. Yeah, it was cool. It was like a little 15-minute show. Uh, it was written by a friend of mine, so I'm very happy to see that his show got, uh, you know, uh, put out there, and it was really cool to see. So 
I enjoyed it. I was actually hoping it would come back or a version of that would come back, but. Well, you never know. We may see it pop up in San Diego or something. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, there's, um, I know you were just talking about The Rolling Bones, but you are far more familiar with this uh, newest show than I am, so I'd really love you to talk about the brand new show, well, the other brand new show that's coming to Hollow Scream Tampa. Yeah, I'll, uh, should I read the description, I suppose? Sure. Uh, it says, this year, Hollow Scream fans can take their turn behind the mic at the all-new Scaryoke experience at Guazi Plaza. Guests can select their song of choice and take a memorable photo of their experience. Uh, so this is, it says Guazi Plaza, so I assume it's going to be where the Beat, Guazi Beats show is right now. Uh, there's like that oh, okay. small stage that's right, right there, right across from um, the entrance of Guazi. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, what it sounds like is you uh, can sing karaoke uh, and get some photos while you're singing karaoke with, um, I assume, some, some scare actors maybe. Embarrass your friends? Yeah, I wonder what songs they're going to have, actually. Like, can you pick your own song, or is it like a select few? It's all Linkin Park, probably. <laughs> and in sync, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if, what, would you, what would you pick if you could pick a karaoke song to sing? Ooh, gosh. If I could pick a karaoke song. Um, I mean, I'm, I, definitely something in sync. Probably Bye Bye Bye. Oh, okay. Yeah. I know a little bit of the choreography, so. I was just at Disney and Joey Fatone was there. You what? I said I was just at Disney and Joey Fatone was there. Oh, like at the Eat to the Beat? Yeah. Oh, I was just there tonight. Oh, nice. Did you see Lance Bass while you were there? No, it was just, we had no idea they were actually there. And then we were like on the, uh, uh, the we took like a, the boat from like one side to the other. And they like just happened to mention it. And we we're like, oh, cool. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Yeah, I went specifically because Lance Bass was making random appearances over the weekend, mm. and uh, that was my that was my like early two thousands crush was Lance Bass. Ah, okay, Very yeah. Nice. So that I went to the first set tonight. I was like, I can only go to one. I can only go to the first set. So I hope that he's there, and he was. He did one song. Love it. So, life achievement unlocked. Yeah, <laughs> awesome. So there's one more live entertainment. Um, feature that is covered in the press release it says at the coke canopy which is the coke canopy is that big ish outdoor theater outside of the springs brewery thing right yeah it's like right outside of the entrance it's right before you get to the entrance of uh which of the woods oh yeah yeah well, yeah. yeah yeah if i remember correctly it's like it's either like right after or right before i can't remember off the top of my it's head in that general that general vicinity if you go to the mardi gras festival it's like in that same area too um okay at the coke canopy guests can dance the night away until the clock strikes 12 in the all-new rave yard featuring an electrifying atmosphere with music and specialty cocktails so this is basically a nightclub i'm so excited for this you have no idea (laughs) (laughs) i'm honestly more excited for this and it's not even a show than i am for anything else like in the show realm oh really oh yeah it just sounds cool (laughs) It brings me back to like my one of my very first HOS day, uh, like uh, events that I went to. But I guess not one of my very first, but like the first. So, uh, Hollow Scream has done something similar to this in the past, um, where they had this like club. It's actually where Marrakesh Theater used to be, um, where Junkyard is now, and it was called like Club Thirteen, and it was like an adult only club where there was like drinks and music and all that kind of stuff. And I I, I just turned eighteen and I was like I'm old enough to do this shit, so I ran over there. Couldn't drink or do anything. I just stood there and like there was like maybe five people in the in the area, but I felt cool. 
That's that sounds that sounds really. I don't remember that at all. Yeah, Club yeah. Thirteen. Oh, I remember it. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was in like twenty twelve or that. something like that. It was ages ago. Awesome. Actually, let me see. Hold on. What, what was it? When was it? Let's see. Yeah, twenty twelve. Nice. Long time ago, but Raveyard sounds really cool. Uh, I will probably be hanging out there quite often. <laughs> you can catch me there with a drink in my hand and a camera probably well i'm excited to see what this actually turns out to be and um it'll be a really cool addition to the atmosphere around witch of the woods too i'm excited to see it yeah and there's like a lot of i mean there's a lot of entertainment it's it's you know i more than previous years i feel like and i mean it, it's it's good to see that at least if we're losing a few scare zones that like we're getting some more things that we can still experience so it's nice so that's the Bush Gardens Tampa events. We've got five houses, five scare zones. Um, like I said, several shows, really lots of live entertainments. Um, but Bush Gardens also has like an assortment of upgrades that you can do to your ticket. We've got Frontline Fear. There's, you know, different kinds of tickets. You can get like an unlimited admission ticket or multi-days or single nights or whatever. But there was one really cool tour that you just noticed, Jeremiah. Do you want to tell us about it? I did, and it's something that they've done before. And I was I didn't know if they would do uh, after uh, Deathwater Bayou got removed. But they're still doing behind-the-scenes tours. Uh, and basically what that is is a daytime, like, lights-on tour that you can do Um before HOS starts, and I'll read the description of it uh, really quick. It says, calling all goblins and ghouls, find out what goes into the scares on this daytime lights-on Hello Scream tour. Um, it's also a cool thing about this, before I even tell you the price, which is even crazier. Some more of the description. It says, see one of our iconic new or our iconic houses in a new light uh, with a unique photo opportunity. It includes a one-time, one-house priority access to one of the haunted houses at night during the event um, says maximum of 10 per purchase and then a daytime uh, admission to the park is required. So even though you get this and it's, you know, a daytime tour, you still have to have a ticket into the into the park. If you have a pass, you obviously don't have to worry about that. But if you don't have a pass, you'll need to get a ticket into the park. But what's crazy is that it's only $30. I know. That's crazy. It's insane. And it includes like a like well, one-time quick queue, which is even crazier, for 30 bucks. Yeah. I mean, to buy Frontline Fear for without the tour, it's $69 anyway. And granted, I know that that gets you into the five houses, mm-hmm. but like that doesn't give you a behind-the-scenes tour. Which is like the best part about it. And I'm curious which house they're going to do that for because uh, last, I think last two seasons or last season for sure, um, it was Death Water Bayou. But obviously that's no longer there. So I wonder uh, what house I would love to hope I would. I, would, I really hope it's the new one, but I yeah. doubt it. That'd be really. You cool. wouldn't hope for forgotten. Uh, uh. But what if the behind-the-scenes tour offered a photo opportunity? Oh my God, you're right. I didn't even <laughs> think about that. But I don't want it with the lights on. I want it with the lights off, <laughs> with the cool. Uh, you true. know what I mean? The cool lighting. Yeah. Yeah. You want the whole the whole effect. Exactly. I want to feel like a vampire. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, all right. Well, um, knowing that you know we've discussed the whole event, we've talked about this behind the scenes tour that's that's uh, that's coming or that's been released. Um, 
We are going to quickly go through our hype list for Bush Gardens, and then next week we'll go into SeaWorld's event more in depth, and we'll talk about the houses and zones that are coming to SeaWorld. Which I'm uh, very excited and for. We'll, yes, yes. I'm really excited for, for both events, but Orlando put out some really exciting details. I'm excited to get into that next week. Yeah. Uh, all right, so let's go through our, our hype list let's real quick it. for Tampa. We're doing just houses? Yeah, just houses. Cool. Who wants to go first, me or you? <laughs> uh, I'll go ahead and go. Right. Um, my, I'm, I'm really excited to go back through all of these returning houses. But by number five, I had to pick one to put at number five, so I went with the residence home for the holidays. That is, yeah, I, I, I will agree. My number five is also residence. Really? It is. Yeah. Yeah, I just, you know, I, I feel like. Maybe because it's Christmas, it sticks out more in my memory. Like I have mm-hmm. more vivid memories from that house. So it's just, it's like, I feel like I, I know that house a little better. Yeah. Yeah. And I think also like, you know, seeing it with the lights on a lot of stuff too. It's like, I, I've seen it, you know, so it's, yeah. it's not something that I'm going to like just directly run to, you know? Exactly. Um, well, my number four is unfortunately, don't get mad at me, but it's the forgotten. Unacceptable. <laughs> I won't allow it. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, as as excited as I am to see this house again and to uh, to go back through it, there were just others that edged it out. Uh, you know, that's understandable. I guess that is that is okay. What's your number four? Mine is going to be Witch of the Woods. Oh, okay. As much as I enjoy that house, I like the area that it's in. Um, you know, with it not having, I guess, a re-theme, it's not as high up as it probably would have been if it did have a retheme, much like the the one at Williamsburg did with the Scorched, you know. That was really cool yeah, sounding. Totally makes sense. Totally makes sense. And my number three is Witch of the Woods um, for a lot of that same reason because there, is, there isn't really a retheme. But I am excited to go through with a little bit more of a fine-tooth comb and try to figure out what exactly is going on in that house. Mm-hmm. So what's your number three? Number three... Uh, you know, as 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 crazy as it may, may seem, with how much I say I like it, Stranglewood. Really? Yeah, I know. It was a it was tough. It was a tough choice to even like this. The top three was really kind of tough for me. Not gonna lie. Um, but yeah, yeah. Stranglewood. Um, I yeah, I just I, I I'm more I think excited for you know the other the other two than I I am with Stranglewood. I I suppose. Well, my my number two is Stranglewood. Um, you know, and if, if we hadn't done the deep dive that we did, I may not have put Stranglewood at number two. It may have been lower down, but, um, after really diving into that lore and some of the details we were able to dig up, I'm really excited to go back through with a new lens on. Yeah. Sam, that's like one of the ones I'm like, I want to go through and I want to figure out the story and like kind of really look at the story and, and how it's played out. Yeah, absolutely. Um, What's your number two? So this one was like, it was very difficult because, you know, obviously one is the greatest house HOS has ever had. And the other one's, you know, the new house. So, uh, I, I, as much as I hate to do it, I'm going to say they're forgotten. Oh, it's not number one. Really? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, like I said, I've been through it a bunch of times. It is my favorite house, um, at the event. So putting it not at number one is very, very heartbreaking for me. Um, but you know, I've been through it uh, twice already, and and I've I've seen it. I'm excited to see the changes for it. So yeah, um, you know, there's that. But you know, just number one, you know. There we go. Well, I guess both of our number ones then is D H Bagham. Yep. 
Yeah, it's it's just that it's 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 new, you know. It's it's brand new to to, to me. To I mean, to all of us, I guess. And uh, it, it sounds like it's gonna have a lot of really cool potential. I love the you know idea behind it, circus, and but it's like also kind of like a like a more of a dark circus. It's not clowns really, which is uh, the most exciting part for me. I feel like clowns are very overdone in the uh, haunt world. So it's just it's something new. Uh, thank God, Deathwater Bayou's gone. So that's another reason why it got put so high off. <laughs> it knocked <laughs> it knocked Deathwater Bayou out finally. So. Absolutely, absolutely. I'm I'm really excited to see what they do with the new house, and and of course it's it's the new house. It's going to be hard to for a returning house to to edge out an, yeah. an incoming one. Even even yeah. though it's the greatest house that's ever existed at Hollow Scream, it's it still gets beaten, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. All right. Uh, well, that is our show this week, everybody. So uh, we will be back next week to discuss the details of Hollow Scream Orlando. Um, Jeremiah, do you want to tell people where they can find us? Yeah, you can find us at uh, Scream underscore pod underscore on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, all that good stuff. You can also listen to us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts as well. Um, yeah, I believe that's it. Yeah, follow us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Please rate and review us. That really helps us out. Um, And uh, we will see you next week. So, you know, normally Harry takes us out, but we are once again Harryless. Yeah, it's another Harryless episode. (laughs) It's another Harryless episode. So, (laughs) Jeremiah, I'm going to put you on the spot. Do you want to take us out? Yeah, um, I see Harry's always so creative with it. I don't even know what to do. Um, (laughs) And and he was, he usually say, until the next scream. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> yeah, there we go. That works. <laughs> Take it easy, friends.